Well, welcome everyone to the Atlanta Startup Podcast. I am Waima DK, the Managing Director of Startup Runway, and I'm super, super excited to welcome Jara Bano Stewart II, founder of Synth Now. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Jara. Thank you. Thank you for having me, of course. You know, it's nice, nice, especially uh, doing it with people that I known and also uh especially uh, the Baylor team uh you guys that uh, helped me out and you know getting to see the whole process from startup r- runway to now absolutely and um, I love that you mentioned that I I was particularly excited about the discussion because you are our most recent winner for the audience favorite at the last December runway showcase and it was very well deserved you were uh, able to engage the crowd really well. We're able to expertly weave humor and artist audience participation into your pitch. Um, so I just wanted to be able to reach back out to you, be able to engage you on the podcast and um, share with our audience a bit more about what Synth Now is, what you're building, and how you found your way to this project and entrepreneurship in general. So Synth Now it- it essentially started back when I was learning how to program when I was 12, 13 years old. I'll try to learn how to make my own version of Fruit Ninja and Temple Run so I could pay for my AAU and travel sports team like basketball and baseball and football, mainly because I'm joining all these different sports leagues and each league costs two, three hundred dollars. And my dad was like, if you want to keep joining these leagues and travel for these teams, shoot, like you might as well make one of these viral apps to become a millionaire or something. He told me that when I was like 12, 13 years old. So I used to go to the library and my mom was a trustee at the local library and I learned Objective-C. Objective-C was Swift before Swift language. And between that progression from 12, 13 to entering college, I stopped programming until uh, my sophomore year of college. I got back into it because I saw this kid on TikTok. He said that he made 950K with this simple app. And I saw that and uh, I got right back into the program. At first, my major was aerospace engineering. So I switched from aerospace to software engineering. And that whole timeline from sophomore year to college to now is a whole crazy timeline itself. So fast forward to like last year, now was officially released. It took us like a year and a half to get it on the app store because on the app store, they don't uh, allow no new day naps. So so that's that was a whole detour itself. But it was it was released around this time a year ago, and ironically, when we first released it, within our first two weeks, we went viral on TikTok. It's a TikTok video of me explaining simply uh, why I made sense, what happened between like from my progression from developing the app and the just the whole the whole backstory of it about how me getting cheated on, my love life sucking, how me and my friends are using Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, and all the dating like we're getting no dates. Not it's not that we're not getting you no know, dates, that we're all matching with the same girls and the same girls are all just not really res- not responding, it's just all acting the same. So I was like, okay, why did I make our old day nap? And the whole reason was if I if I make a day nap, I told my friends, since I know how to program, if I make a day nap, what if this sounds crazy though, but what if when they get on the day nap, they see my profile, your profile, and your profile. I'm telling all my friends, they see all our profiles first, and then they see everyone else's. So it forces us to get more things. So, so that was a crazy idea, and that was, the, and we all was joking around. I say, I'm gonna make it. So I made. So I, you know, we end up making it, and uh, of course I didn't add that feature in it, but it was funny if I did. But um, it just worked out. You know, our first two weeks after that TikTok video, we got. A little over 3,500 downloads. We went 161 on the Apple social networking charts. 
And that really helped us propel to getting a, a lump sum of uh, users in like a 24, 48 hour period. Thanks to that TikTok. So yeah, now that TikTok from last year to now, it's been the whole progression in terms of just uh, really, really creating and curating a startup. Yeah, a team and everything. I, and you know, what I'm noticing a trend is, is almost as if you get an idea or you get a dare. Hey, if you're going to do this thing, if you want this, go, you should go build it. So for example, with your dad, where, hey, if you want your AAU to be paid for, go, go do what those folks are doing to build an app that will get you money. And then the flip side or, you know, fast forward a few years, you're amongst your friends, you notice this problem and it's like, on a dare, let's build an app that makes us be at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, and then from the, that kind of dare, you're able to, for lack of a word, or not, maybe put hand, instead of pen to paper, but hands to keys <laughs> and able to develop an actual tool and a solution. So would you say at the root of your success, at least to date, or the work that you've done to date, is that can do that? Okay, I'll figure it out kind of attitude. No, yeah, definitely. I, I say everything I have ever succeeded in life is if it's from the e-com side of things or startup or even in school or even in sports. When I was playing college sports, it's all, always been if like if no one could do it, I could do it. If it, it, it makes it makes no sense why there's not a solution for this already. And so what what would you say is what really resonated or is resonating with your customers, all that activity on social media with Simp now? What's resonating? with your users that hasn't been with all the other apps that are out there for dating? I'll say number one is the term simp. The second, uh, someone in the Gen Z community hears simp, they instantly start dying laughing. They're like, oh, you called the dating app simp? And I say, yes. And it's just the meaning behind simp's kind of a negative term. So what people used to call me a simp in high school, and it wasn't as big as it is now, the term, I just learned that why not flip that neg negative term into something positive? Because when you get married, essentially you're going to be a simp for your spouse. You're going to be head over heels for your spouse. The only reason why people are, it's called simp now is because you're simping for the wrong person. You're simping for a person that doesn't deserve your love or your, or your attention. So we just see it as let's make sure that you simp for the right person. So then y'all both, it's okay to be a simp. And they just love meaning some people, they don't even like, they don't even care about finding love on the app. They just download the app just a post on the social side just so they can still be a sin. So it's it's a cool following that's cultivated around just being a simp and just being a simp proud. So I love that. It's like you catch people with the with the the name. People mm -hmm. are curious, like what is this about? And then you keep people because you have like this ecosystem of folks who are there for the for the similar reasons. They're trying to find love or they're sincerely um, where they're trying to find um, a connection right now, sincerely, and trying to avoid some of the other pitfalls and other apps. That's super cool. So one, um, so that a bit of that energy translated into the showcase on Sat on not Saturday in December, yeah. where people were again drawn into what you were building because this this idea of the sense, the like the hidden joke or the underlying joke around you know, the neg negative term around sense or how you think about sense until you got to the, the moment of hearing your pitch. Um, so I, I want to hear a bit more about how you prepared for your pitch and how that ultimately, how you knew that your preparation was going to make you successful in a day. 
ultimately how I prepare for my pitch. Uh, it's kind of crazy to say, but uh, all my pitches, I actually don't prepare in terms of uh, like what I'm gonna say. I just prepare in terms of, like making sure that making sure that I put down certain facts and stats behind certain things. I never prepare like okay, let me make sure I do a three minute, five minute pitch. I just go over a list of things I need to say. And I may go over it a week ahead of time just so I don't got to worry about it a day or two. I, I think I think anytime I do pitch competitions, I think of it as a test. When I'm in school, I, I start preparing a week ahead of it just, just to make sure that I study every two, three hours a day. And the day or two before the test, I could just relax and not be panicking that, oh, I didn't study for it like most students. So I just, for the most part, an hour or not even an hour, sometimes 30 minutes just going over, you know, certain details of my hit. And... I just know what details I can hit and what stuff that will hit in terms of like a crowd because the comedic value. So, and I learned that comedic stuff from like my pops and my godfather was a comedic. So really just knowing certain things to add in and piss competitions, people are always kind of serious because you're trying to win money for your startup. And a lot of startups have, you know, really serious global solutions. Some may be in the healthcare, some may be in law. You know, with me being in Dayton, everyone dates like, well, we all come from Dayton, you know, regardless. And that may not be seen as serious because it's like, oh, you know, people date and break up every year or so. But as long as I can tie in some facts to make it serious, but also make it funny and get the whole crowd into it, I think it's, 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 it's always just, it's kind of natural to me. The fact that it is light, the subject is not as quote unquote serious does not take away from the fact that this is a business that has a lot of promise and a lot of growth. And you've already have great traction that you were able to represent um, in your pitch. So um, on that note, I'm curious as to where Synth now is now, what you're looking forward to in the next few months in the year, just essentially where, where Synth now is as a business. Okay. So right now, Synth now, we just crossed over 30,000 uh, complete downloads in the full calendar year. And really, uh, we're just trying to figure out how can we stay consistent in terms of the team scaling and in terms of hitting certain sprints and hitting certain tasks, man, because we'll have high months of five, 10,000 downloads, but then we'll have a, a two low months, only 1,500, 2,000 downloads. So just trying to find that medium and being right there. But, uh, Right now, we're just implementing, uh, trying to get this partnership with Open Table. So, because one of our best features on Simp is you can schedule dates. So, we see, we ca- call the schedule date feature kind of like Calendly. When you schedule a call or a meeting with somebody, you uh, it gives you the time and the dates that they're available. And you click on that time and date. And then you then see what type of dates they're interested in. And you pick one of the dates they're, they're interested in. Or you pick a, a new date that you have, like, a, let's say, a pottery making class. And that's already on the app, but now we're trying to implement like, Open Table with this partnership that we're trying to get hopefully in the next six months. That not only will it be like okay, it's booked on your calendar on Scent, but it will be booked through the restaurant uh, as well, so you don't got to worry about calling up the restaurant or booking it through AMC for the movie tickets. So that's one of the key uh, features that we're trying to work on right now. And the other one is we're waiting on our scent mascot which sounds super crazy super crazy but we're getting a scent mascot in we've been in the process for this for a while but we're trying to get the right figure for the mascot so when you think about a mascot just think of like uh duolingo per se duolingo mascot is 
that little bird and that little bird is doing crazy numbers on TikTok. And with us doing pretty well on TikTok before with videos hitting one to two million views easily, we believe getting a mascot and doing funny videos, the mascot will propel our TikTok to tens of twenties of millions on just one video per se. So that's two of the things though, but I could definitely go into more about some of the other stuff if needed, but yeah. That's really cool. I think you guys doubling down on the social, the success you've had there, the tracking you have there is great idea. Um, and that's probably says a lot to, um, where you are as a founder. So for example, you are, you are, am I right? Like still a student working yeah. on this project, right? Yeah. So, and the, and the majority of your team are also current students as well. Yeah. Yeah. Most of our team, then we got one full-time engineer overseas, but majority of teams are students or we got, uh, two recent grads and we got three interns and one mm-hmm. full-time. And you guys have been done, been able to do incredible things. So can you give a bit around um, the pros and cons of being a founder while being a full-time student? Yes, I'll say the pros is definitely while being a student founder is you would just try so much stuff. You don't really got to worry about failing per se because it's like, if I fail, I'm still so young. I don't really have too many. I, I don't have a family. I don't have... I don't have so many responsibilities that I'm just like, oh, wow, I need to make sure this works out, that I'm panicking. So you have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, leeway in terms of, uh, of course, you want this to work out, but you're not stressed over it's going to work out. You just know if I, if I put in these 20 hours sometimes a day, I, I, I got that availability, which as if I had a family or something, I can't put in the 20 hours a day. I may only put in eight hours a day. And another pro would just say a lot of people are really open to helping you out. Uh, one of my uh, friends, he has a startup. He raised two million for that, and he was just telling me to really connect with p- as many people as you can while you're young and in school. Just because the second that you're in school you, and you email people from your school email, they're more receptive in terms of response to that email, which as respond to your business or your company email. Because when they see uh, school emails contacting them, let's say you're trying to get. Uh, a big mentor you're trying to just connect with some other big founders or whoever it could be a small founder at that they're more receptive to respond to those emails from a student than from a person that's responding as email them from a business email they're like oh this is another one this like he just said that use your student email and try and use that student line as long as you can because the second that you could be one month out of school and you're not the second that you're not a student people treat you way differently and they're not as helpful as they used to because they like, oh, I'm helping out this young kid. Let me let me let me put this arm around you. And that's that's the thing I learned. A lot of people, they like, oh, I see a lot of you and me. And they could just be saying that just because uh they may actually see a lot of themselves in me. But it's just funny because it's it's just it's just like, yo, they all say the same thing, but that's just cause they say, oh, this young kid, he's doing something dope with this startup or that startup. And and th- they may see that, yo, like if I help him out in the slightest way, I could be part of his story. But if I was, let's say, out of school when I was a little older, like 27, they may not be as helpful. Like, oh, this grown kid. Like, yo, he's so old. Even though 27 is still young. So that's that's the pro and that's a little kind right there. And another kind I'll definitely say is just time management. Uh, you got to just learn better about time management. You got a few assignments. I got a few assignments today I got to complete. But yeah, just time management, just knowing when things needs to be set and things need to be done. But that's just the life. You know, when you get adult, you got to be better time managed regardless to be successful. Either if it's uh, waking up at 
11 a.m. or waking up at 6, 5 a.m. You know, it's different people work on different times. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess it hasn't really changed, but I really appreciate you highlighting like that difference. There is something about being at a stage where you're a student, maybe folks, they're less likely to see you as competitive as, or yeah. a competitor. Not, and so not, there is that freedom. <laughs> I suppose you said that yeah. my mentor, uh, uh, his name, what, what, what my mentor named Jerry, he, he he saw one of his companies like back in two thousand, like when I was a kid. Either way, and he he asked me straight. He was like, "Do you see me as competition?" I said, "Yeah, yeah. Why not? Even though we're not in the same field, he's mm-hmm. years older than me." And then I seen his face go from smiling to mad. He's like, "How can you see me as competition? Like we're in two different playing fields." And then I'll explain to him, "It doesn't matter how much bigger you are in terms of your field. I just still see you as." I feel like I could reach reach where you had in two years. I feel like I could overtake your business. And then mm-hmm. and then at first he was offended, but then he was like, okay, I respect that that uh, you that you actually think that you could compete with me, even though I know you can't. But <laughs> but then uh he but then it was funny because he then said after, after he said that, he was like, Well, it's good that you're still in school then, because if you wasn't, I would have uh I would have stopped being being your mentor then because it was like, oh, <laughs> Even though I would never went to his field, though, it was like, oh, let me just try to see what I can do in his industry then. So, yeah. Well, there you go. You had a direct conversation confirming that thought process. Yeah, like that idea of competition. But um, I will say that here at Startup Runway, we're all about um, engaging founders, making sure that they have an opportunity to, um, especially those who are underrepresented, have an opportunity to meet their first investors. I know it's still early since that the showcase. I wanted to though still tap in to see how your experience was of the sh- the runway, the showcase, and um, in any way how it was meaning for you in moving and making some progress with Pimp Now. Yeah, like the, the showcase was awesome. Uh, especially I've been in a few pitch competitions and showcases. I definitely put that in my top uh, showcases, mainly just because of not just the companies that was there. That was pitching. I felt that was some uh, really great ones. It was one that I was surprised that I didn't win. I was like, wow, I, I, I thought hers was amazing. And if I was an investor, she, she needed $2 million from me, I would have gave her $2 million right then and there. But uh, definitely with the pedigree of companies and the people that was there with not just the people in VC, but the people that's in other industries was really well. And, you know, you can't get much better than having the mayor of Atlanta pull up. So I feel like that's definitely uh, one of the top two showcases I, I've been at. Definitely made some progress. So we've been contacted by two VC firms and one VC group from uh, Emory. So I definitely progress in terms of that uh, scope of things with uh, funding. But right now, uh, Simp, Simp is pr- pretty profitable with uh, our Mars. And um, our other businesses, me and my friends got, we all are self-funded. So I don't think that we'll even try to get funding for Simp. Maybe for our other startup that we just created, we, we just created this AI startup. But that one, I think we'll, we'll get funding for that one. But for Simp, I think that, I, I think we could just, you know, just boot, bootstrap Simp forever. Just because also we're now releasing merch for Simp. We got search in the back that says stop effing your ex and how's your love life. People are loving that. We also got a, a simp card game, card game coming out, so we feel like we can make a, way more than enough revenue from simp easily to like fulfill whatever needs. 
Absolutely. And I, I love that for you guys. I, I, I'm always keen to, if I'm giving anyone advice or giving people thoughts as it relates to funding, there is there are multiple ways to, to fund your path forward as a business, as a startup. I know um, VC is one that's an important funding funding mechanism, but there are many others. There's bootstrapping, there's self-funding, there's grants. There are multiple different ways to fund your, your company. And so I, I love that ultimately said now is funding itself and you're profitable. That is the, that is a goal. That is the goal when you're building a business and being profitable. So being there already is awesome. One, I think this conversation has been really great. I want to make sure that, um, you give a, get a chance. If there's anything that you would love to share to our listeners, note these are other folks who are trying to start businesses in the um, Southeast Atlanta region. Um, these are the other investors. Is there anything from your perspective you would like to leave as a gem for our audience? Uh, I would just say reach for the sky because if you, if you reach, if you reach for the sky, at least you will land on the clouds. That's something that I always thought about in terms of businesses and businesses life, you know, just strive for the highest stuff just because you just never know. Even if let's say you don't hit your goal of raising 10 mil, you may raise 7.5 mil. Or it, even if, if it's in school, if, if you had a goal to go to Harvard Law, okay, you may just got into Columbia Law or Yale Law. So always try to reach for the highest point. You just never know what happened. And uh, mainly uh, just, you know, keep trying, you know, keep going just because, uh, you know, with me, we sold a really small startup when that sophomore year, when I switched from aerospace to software, I sold a little startup called Uvibe. It was a, it was a app in the app store. That's a whole nother crazy story behind that. But that, that app was just a replication app of the person app that I was talking about earlier that he said he made 950K in a year from. So I made the same app and I, we sold that within our first two months. So just keep trying and keep you know, doing different things, but always uh, honing on one or two skills just because if you if you try too many skills, you just will ever be good at one and you'll just be always looking back and like, dang, I should have just, just done that or done that. And you don't ever want to be that person that's always uh, like, oh, I could have been there, so I could have been that. Just start now. Just do it now because life go by so fast. Relationships go by so fast. You, like, you just don't want to regret none. That, I think that's excellent. That's a really good piece of advice. Um, I, at the pace that you're growing, what you've already been able to accomplish, you are definitely taking your own advice, doing it now. No regrets. Um, I appreciate that. Um, so for our audience, how can they keep up with you? Where can they find you? Um, can you share that bit of info with folks? I would say all social media, Gerabano, G-E-R-A-B-A-N-O, all social media, Twitter, YouTube. We just started a YouTube channel, we have 1K subscribers there going over startups and just building a startup in public. Uh, Insta, all, TikTok, all social media, Jarabano. For Simp, Simp Now on IG, The Simp App on Twitter. TikTok, we have like maybe five to 10 different Simp accounts. One of our biggest Simp accounts that had 30K followers actually got banned. But uh, but but that's a oh, no. public interviews. And a, a lady in one of the public interviews, she said some pretty harsh stuff and TikTok ban our whole account just because of something the other lady said in our video. But it's still our video because we're doing we're the one doing the public interviews. But uh still like uh just look up Sim now some day and you'll see like maybe three or four accounts but we're adding more accounts just because we call it the TikTok gorilla effect. When you make 10 plus accounts on TikTok and you repost the same video, similar videos, 
one one of the accounts gonna blow up and it just works like that. And last thing I'll say, uh be on lookout on the new startup that me and my friends from Vandy just started called Polymath, polymath.ai. We're creating AI virtual workers. So essentially the same way that you hire a product manager and chief software engineer or anything like that, you will hire um, a, a virtual worker from us for 30, not 30, $300, $500 a month. And they would do all the similar work that an entry level worker would do for you. And they could message you on Slack. It could hop on Zoom calls like this and they could message, they could comment back to you in the chat. And it's like a real employee for one tenth of the price. So that's something that we're working on that'd be out in about beta mode be out four months. So just yeah, look out for that. And yeah. I'm excited about it. And probably we'll maybe we'll pull you back in for another pitch for that that um that found that uh new endeavor that new startup. So um I really enjoyed this conversation, Jara. We are all gonna keep track of you and um thank you listeners. Um, have a great rest of your day. Thanks for being a part of the community of courage by listening to the visionary founders and investors on the Atlanta startup podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss a single episode of the over 200 investors and founders sharing their insider tips and secrets to growth. Our regular listeners tell us we're the briefing room for the innovation economy in the fastest growing region of the country, the South. And when you subscribe, you become part of the inside circle. The Atlanta Startup Podcast is proudly hosted by Valor VC. Valor is a venture capital firm that leads seed rounds in AI and B2B SaaS startups. If you like the podcast, check out more of Valor's programs for courageous founders and investors, like Startup Runway. Over $100 million in early-stage venture capital is catalyzed through Startup Runway's grant-making program for pre-seed startups. Go to StartupRunway.org to learn more and apply directly for non-dilutive capital. Valor celebrates BC Day, the largest early-stage private capital conference in the region, at the end of the year. Top founders, leading VCs, endowments and family offices attend. Learn more at vc.day. At Valor, courage is the currency of innovation and the heartbeat of our culture. Thanks for listening and join us again next week.